0: Yo, 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 I am your host, Rebecca, with First Steps to Sanity, and I will be here each week to give you the foundations, strategies, and witchy ways to help you gain confidence, manage your anxiety, and break the stigma by opening the conversation of mental health. So let's dive right into this week's episode. So I have Drea Johnson, Andrea, sorry. I always say Drea, and then as soon as I did that, I was like, You're not supposed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) At least you say it right. I only say it right because Vanessa's like Drea. That's how I know her name. I'm like, Oh, duh, that makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's how most people remember. And then they just stick to calling me Drea. So it works.
0: That's your name forever. Like Drea, it is. It's uh, done. Just like change all your business stuff. Drea Accounting. How can I help you? All right. So can you tell me more about yourself for all the people who don't have the lovely joy of knowing you? (laughs) Um, so
1: my like personal background, I'm like a very earth friendly, like love to be outside, love animals. I volunteer at a farm sanctuary. And so my goal is to have a big garden someday. And like, That kind of is how I vibe on my personal level. And then professionally, I have been in the accounting industry for almost 10 years, started out as a bookkeeper, moved to a controller assistant position, have tax accounting experience, I've worked in big four, I've worked for public uh, accounting company auditing, and I currently work for Fortune 500 as an internal auditor and am working on building my own business, doing accounting and all of the things. So yeah, I just have kind of felt around the industry and I truly love accounting, small business focused accounting. And so that is where I am going to put all of my heart and soul into building my business so that's me in like a quick nutshell
0: (laughs) what would you say was like the big mm, I want to make sure I pick the right word for it because I always end up saying the wrong one in these interviews but like the big the big thing that basically kind of made you this love of accounting love of the earth awesome individual I totally blew that question but (laughs) I
1: mean, I like to think I'm awesome. So I'll go with it. No. Um, So as far as like my early memories growing up, my grandma had a garden and my mom has had a garden and they can, they make their own bread. My sister makes her own bread. So my family is very into that. Um, Like kind of not 100% self-sustaining, but like just kind of more natural living off the land type of thing. So it's just been a part of my whole life growing up. Um, And so I want to follow in that similar footsteps, just part of who I am. And my love for accounting truly just kind of fell into my lap. My grandma was a nurse and I thought I needed to go to school to be a nurse because I thought that's what women did, were be nurses. And I tried it and I am terrified of needles so it was quite like i don't know why i decided to go down that path didn't work out i really wanted a college education and so i was standing in the registrar's office and looking at pamphlets no idea what I wanted to do and I saw this woman on this brochure and she just looked like complete badass in her business suit and I was like whatever she's doing that's what I want to do she looks happy I love the outfit I'm going with the whole vibe of this brochure and it was business um, business administration and I took my first accounting 101 course and I absolutely fell in love like I just debits and credits and balancing ledgers and I had to work out and like it just grew my passion and so I finished my undergrad in business administration and then when I decided to go for my masters I knew I wanted an accounting degree focus so that's I went and got my masters in accounting
0: damn that's awesome cuz you're like a badass with accounting and to think it all started with seeing like an awesome lady on a brochure that's like incredible yeah <laughs>
1: it was not planned i didn't i remember when my mom was in college when i was little like she had decided to go back to school and get a college education when all of us kids had gone to school and at that point that was what introduced me to the idea that i could go to college because before that i had no exposure to people going to college in my family like that and so i remember she had these old fashioned ledger when you did everything by hand and i just thought that was the coolest thing like writing all these things out in numbers and calculating and even when i was little i remember playing at my cousin's house and her mom had that old 10 key where it would be like and we would play on that thing all day and i just thought it was the coolest thing so like looking back at my childhood i'm like maybe it was like sort of in the back of my subconscious and i just didn't know it but when i accounting 101 it was just like this is my world like I love this
0: like I need to get that calculator now (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) I do I really should have a 10 key because I like it I'm like I like just being able to type away on my keyboard with the 10 key so
0: right I always thought those were so fun as kids too but I never actually did anything productive I was just like the
1: sound it makes though is really cool and the receipt paper just keeps rolling yeah totally I
0: get it like, I need this in my life. <laughs> what is your first memory of having anxiety?
1: Um, I mean, life without anxiety? I don't know. I am a perfectionist, so I think that anxiety just comes with being a perfectionist. Even when I was little, like, um, probably... Wow. I can't remember. I just, I can't believe I just remembered this, but like I was at a birthday party one time and we were supposed to be drawing like Christmas trees. And I feel like my sister Megan might remember this, but I could not get my Christmas tree to like be perfect. And so I just started crying in the middle of the birthday party. I was so little. I was probably like anxiety, but I didn't know it. I just was like, so I just always assumed that I wasn't a crafty person because I couldn't make this Christmas tree, but I actually enjoy doing crafts when I sit down and do them. I just have to actually, like, I don't consider myself crafty until I'm in the zone. Um, But, yeah, I feel like just being a perfectionist, I probably have had anxiety, like, forever. Like, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, shoot, did I remember to send that email? And then you're, like, on your phone, like, yeah, it's in the sent box. Like, yeah, of course you remember to send the email. Like, come on. And
0: so, yeah. Yeah, no, I hate that, too, and then you're, like, sitting there, like, going through your checklist, like, did I actually clock out when I left work today? Do I have to, like, what time did I leave? Do I have to send an email to HR? Like, (laughs) it's cool, I don't need to sleep, this is obviously important, like.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly, making a checklist for all the things you have to do the next day as if you don't already do them, like, come on, yeah, so I definitely have always kind of dealt with that, Um, just that perfectionist anxiety. Like, did you word the email properly? Did you make sure you had the conversation right? So it's just kind of like, Yeah. I'm gonna live with it now. It's fine, it's cool. <laughs> you just you just gotta let some things go, but that's way easier said than done, especially when you have anxiety about being a perfectionist.
0: So For sure, man. So do you say it kind of like revolves around everything being perfect for you? Or does it have oh, a lot yeah. of other revolutions?
1: It's totally a perfectionist and such a perfectionist like it's so it's almost to the point where it's just like i wish that i wasn't such a perfectionist because i'm always like i shouldn't say always that's such a strong word i worry about making mistakes that i know that i'm competent enough that i wouldn't make the mistake but the fear of like doing something wrong or making a mistake in any aspect of my life not just my business but just so yeah the perfectionist thing is like I have been told for years you need to just let it go don't worry about it and I'm like easier said than done totally working on it trying to let it go but I think at some point you just accept that that's sort of part of your personality and you just work around it the best you can
0: yeah no, I would so this is going to make my next question kind of interesting. So how is it starting um, your business with this kind of perfectionism anxiety? Listen, <laughs> some days I'm like,
1: I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, no, I, it's, it's difficult because I can, I can worry so much about making the mistake that it almost like stops me in a weird way and then i have to remember like i have i have such a passion about this industry and i love learning and i have my master's degree and i've been working in some realm of this industry for almost 10 years like i didn't just wake up one day and say hey i'm going to go start my business with absolutely no experience so I have to remind myself sometimes of what I have actually accomplished with my life and just give myself little like pep talks because it's very easy for me to get so worried about all of the things that I'm just like okay but what have you actually already done um so it's in it's somewhat nerve-wracking but then also it's just part of like I don't know like this morning for instance i was just kind of worrying about just different things that need to get done and so i just went got my cup of coffee sat outside like just was in nature and just kind of talked through the different things that i've done the different resources i have available to me and just kind of processed through like what all of the worry issues were going through my mind. So that's kind of like how I deal with it. Not saying that it that that sounds so like almost perfect in a way, but it doesn't always it's not always that easy. I still get nervous. I still wonder like what if so I'm just learning how to do that. I feel like a lot of people who just take the risk to go off on their own maybe sort of go through the same worry in the beginning
0: yeah and you just sold out a program like you're kicking
1: ass (laughs) i'm so excited too i can't wait because like i like i mapped out all of the things that i'm going to be teaching in this program and i'm like damn this is so much information like it's like a moment where i'm i'm having like a proud of myself moment so i i have to hold on to those moments when i'm starting to have a little bit of like anxiety about like what am I doing am I like all of the things when I start to kind of let the fears get in the way I have to remember like the value that I can bring to people and like my experience that I do have and my knowledge and just kind of be like all right you're a badass like let's work through this (laughs) so um yeah it's it's a work in process
0: so has it held you back a lot your perfectionism anxiety in your business Mm -hmm.
1: Um, It, it held me back from launching and publicly, like putting my business out there. One of my really good friends um, asked me like, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? Because I had, I had been putting it out. To, like people who knew me personally that is something I had dreamed of doing for a long time um, and I just was like I'm not ready I don't have this I haven't like I haven't done this yet and like I would just would put, create all these barriers of fear and so then even when I finally decided I was going to open my own business I was just like I'm just going to tell the people that I know <laughs> and like showing up on like out and putting myself out there was kind of a big thing so yeah it has like that part of it but now that it's out there and i'm talking about it i'm way more comfortable like engaging with people about it but it did hold me back for a little bit it's hard to be a perfectionist i think um i think people who have that would say that that it is it makes it difficult sometimes
0: yeah no for sure man I feel like perfectionism holds people back a lot in, like, even starting their businesses, much less, you know, being a badass and selling out programs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I'm like, wait, we haven't done all of these 10 things on this checklist yet, so we can't move on to the next step, and it's like half these things I could just do in the background while I move on to the next step, but yeah,
0: it's definitely working through it. Working through it, man. So I know that you, you're saying that you work at a fortune 500 company. So how is it like kind of switching from like this, you know, steady corporate world to here's my entrepreneurship. I'm on my own now.
1: Um, I, I haven't fully, I'm not on my own yet. I still have my job. So I, that I do still work my nine to five. Um, so I just work my, business around my nine to five like in the mornings or in the evenings or like on weekends right now we're doing this podcast um so but I it's almost become like I'm able to juggle that schedule because when I was working through my master's program I had to work around having a nine to five um and so I just make it work and right now I am managing it doing both at the same time i mean don't get me wrong sometimes i'm tired and i'm like (gasps) but like you know sometimes i'll do stuff on my lunch break or wake up a little bit earlier but i've just been doing the best i can i mean it's it's what i love doing so once i'm in the zone i don't have a problem like i i just go and the time flies and then i'm like oh shit it's late i should probably go to bed <laughs>
0: <laughs> i should probably eat something that'd be great <laughs> yeah. seriously i do that one a lot i'm like you know breakfast is a good thing even at two o'clock in the afternoon it might be a good idea
1: <laughs> yeah right it's it's you you just like right now i have laundry sitting on my table i mean it's it's laid out so it doesn't wrinkle because I hate wrinkles like my biggest I hate wrinkles but I have learned that it's okay if the laundry just sits there for a couple of days because I have these other projects so I think just learning to balance out my schedule and then like asking for help from the people in my life to just be like hey would you mind emptying the dishwasher or you know I'm still trying to tell my sister that she should be my personal chef but she doesn't
0: want to listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no she makes amazing food too like Doesn't i always she, see her on instagram i'm like can you just come to my house and cook for me please she her
1: the, the things she creates in the kitchen are incredible like you could have five ingredients that you wouldn't even think go together and she'll whip up this dish and you're just like can i have the recipe and she's like i don't know what i did i just threw spices in there and mixed some stuff and that's what i came up with and i'm like oh my god just be my chef please
0: just like come to my house and like do everything like just yeah. just cook me all the stuff. <laughs> She used to, but then like her schedule got too
1: busy and I miss it. And I'm like, listen, we need to work this arrangement out again. Cause I really need you to come back and be my, my personal chef.
0: <laughs> she should do like a meal prep company. That would be amazing for her. I have tried to tell her, I literally
1: was just having this conversation with her last night. I'm like, you should genuinely like do something on the side to where you have a group of people who want your meals and you cook them and ship them out. And she's just like, meh. Like, she just won't, I, I, I've I tried to have this conversation. She don't want anything to do with it, so, <laughs> like, all right, that's fine, whatever. like, my
0: crazy kitchen habits stay in my kitchen, okay?
1: Yeah, I told her, I'm like, you can cook for yourself. You can cook all the things at your house and then just bring them over to me. I mean, that works, too, but.
0: <laughs> I have a microwave, it's fine. Right? <laughs> so, if you could go back, knowing what you know now, especially, you know, with this huge, like, confidence boost of, like, selling out your whole program would you do anything differently would you tell yourself anything specifically um like believe in myself
1: more i think that's my biggest that i would say um just trusting that i am capable and that i can i have what it takes and just be willing to be braver in certain situations rather than letting my need to be perfect kind of keep me a little, I wouldn't say timid, but almost like reluctant just because. So being brave and just going for it and trusting
0: myself, I would tell myself to do that. And you know what I thought was really cool? when i was um sharing your program i thought and i have to pull it up because i want it to be like super accurate you have 161 followers and you sold out a freaking program and like everyone's always like oh you need like 10,000 followers to do anything you need like at least a thousand you're like 161 mother i didn't
1: (laughs) even notice
0: that cool i was like Oh damn! She's sitting over here selling out shit. She's got like 161 people on there that are like dedicated to her. She's like, I don't need your algorithm. I'm a badass. I thought I that was so freaking cool.
1: I have just I I love to get to know people and understand their needs and like build those relationships. Like I think that's so critical. Like you know, I could say I have I can do X Y Z, but if you don't need what it is that i'm offering then there so i just have conversations mostly with women but i do have conversations with men um about their business needs and just like just the emotions behind the struggles that they're experiencing and then you know i just really i'm big on building relationships that's why i love being in a small business setting um some of when I worked in more smaller businesses in less corporate America like the relationships you get to know people on a real level and like connect and so that is what motivates me and so I just that's what I want to do is just really get to know my people and what they need from me and can I offer it rather than just saying no I think you need these services and you should really use them and it's like but you know so relationships are huge for me
0: yeah and it shows man it shows your hard work is paying the hell off man <laughs> i'm just so thank proud of you like i'm so glad you, you sold out this program right before this podcast so i can like brag on you all the
1: time
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was like i sold out and
1: greg my significant other he was like well yeah of course you would sell out and i was like thanks I I was so nervous, but it's what I love to do, and so I just, I mean, I just come from my heart, and I think that helps, too.
0: For sure, man. What would you say was the breaking moment when you knew you had to kind of do something differently, or you just weren't going to get that life that you wanted?
1: Um, so many things come to mind. <laughs> um really and truly I wanted to be able to give from my soul and I didn't feel like some of the opportunities I had were able to do that I was just doing what needed to be done to get to the next project and I I want I wanted something different I wanted to be able to have time to talk to people and say like how's your kids doing or one of my clients um liked yoga and we would talk about doing yoga and so i wanted those opportunities more to be able to have those relationships rather than just like budget and hours and budget actual and you know um so my heart just always felt like I was missing being able to bring myself into the work that I was doing in other situations. And so I'm just like, gonna do it my way. And that is based on really having relationships with my people. And it seems to be working so far. I mean, being able to just like get to know you and how and I'm so comfortable. Like if you had asked me to do this podcast interview, like even probably two months ago I would have like been like I don't know so nervous like apprehensive and all the things but you and I have gotten to know each other on such a level that it's like we have a genuine friendship even though we've never met each other and like physically in person so that just speaks to how I want my business situations to be set up with people is to have real genuine relationships with people
0: oh yeah and for um I don't think anybody listening to this really knows but I did a training like forever ago and Andrea was like the one that was on the only one that was on the training the first time I did it and like I didn't think anybody showed up and she starts like asking questions and we like ended up I think it was like an hour after the yeah. training was over we're still on zoom talking and I'm like oh I gotta edit this and <laughs> put the recording in the group like we're just talking about dogs and life and business and now we're in a mastermind together and it's crazy
1: <laughs> yeah it is and like the um when what drew me in was that you were going to be talking about anxiety and I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about anxiety and how it affects people like in the business realm it's kind of like people struggle with it but it's the thing nobody wants to bring to the forefront and like um then when we jumped on the When I jumped on your webinar that you did, and you were just like so real, and like then you cursed, and I was like, This girl is my girl. Like, I'm down. Like, if you're gonna be that real that you're gonna curse during a webinar about anxiety, like, I'm you all the way have my attention because like dropping bombs casually.
0: Like, I (laughs) knew you were
1: being authentic, and that's what mattered to me was that, uh, like, I could feel the authenticity of who you were by
0: the way you were communicating through that
1: webinar, so it just drew me
0: in. Yeah, you're one of the reasons why I started this podcast after you, like, told me about how great I am when I talk versus, like, when I write, and I was like, damn, she's right. Like, whenever I'm talking, i like, get so into it, and then when I write, I'm like, oh, this is (laughs) great. Not really
1: my sister's the same way she she loves to talk and she's great at it but then she struggles with the writing
0: side of it and i'm like then just speak then just talk to people just speak. my majority of my instagram now is like reels and igtv like yeah i'm just over the the written content i'll just put captions on everything it's fine <laughs> <laughs> like- Just listen. Just just have that sound
1: on icon saved into your like most recent, and just drop that on all of your pictures. Everything.
0: Just like (laughs) you're not gonna want to work with me unless you hear me talk, or you know. And if you can't, then I'll have captions because you never know. Like some people have hearing problems, but still, like very true. I'm working on the captions
1: thing because it's like it takes me a minute, and then I keep hearing myself talking while I'm trying to write out the caption, and I'm like ah no
0: I know I always shorten it I'm like Here, here's what I was actually teaching you Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to put all the jokes in you're going to wonder why I'm laughing on the next slide it's okay you should have had your sound on <laughs> <laughs> you should just get um get, those, get somebody who creates the captions for you I'm sure somebody's out there who does that just kind found of an stuff. app actually it was like five bucks and you just talk into the app and it captions the whole video at the bottom oh what, what? Yeah, Megan Garcia, she was, she's going to be on the podcast next and she actually was the one that showed it to me. It's called Clip-O-Matic. Yeah, (laughs) you just record it in the Clip-O-Matic app, it'll have, you can do like a minute at a time and then you can just upload it to IGTV. Oh
1: shit. Yeah, mind (laughs) blowing.
0: I figured you'd have to hire somebody to do that. Look at technology, it's so crazy. I was like, oh, I'm going to be doing this till the day I die. I hate these captions i'm so sick of it it like writes it as you talk and it's it's pretty it's pretty cool i used it once oh i
1: I know what you're talking about i've seen that before and i'm like dang no wonder how many times somebody had to watch this video in order to type out the caption
0: but listen learn something new every day i was really surprised and it messed up like the most random word too i don't remember what it was but it was something that i'm like i don't have an accent on this like whatever (laughs) doesn't even make sense that's
1: cool yeah
0: What made you decide to hire a coach? Um,
1: So really the pivotal moment of deciding to launch my business, my sister um, invited me to go to Innovative Income Summit with her in January of this year, 2020. Um, And it was just like, it was life-changing, the event. And at that event, I met Vanessa And she did a breathwork session and told her story and just what happened during that breathwork session. I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then um, I had the opportunity to do additional breathworks with her after and during those breathworks, it just helped me process a lot of like emotions around self-doubt and fear. And so then when I think it was like the last breathwork session we had, I said, I need to know how to work with you. Like, this can't be the last time we work together because this has truly been, like, so life-changing for me. And so then she was like, all right, well, you want we can work together coaching. And I was like, whatever it takes. And so we worked it out. And now she's – she is not just a business coach. Like, she's literally, like, my life coach. There's been moments where we've focused on – personal things moments where we focus on business things like she does the whole spectrum of it and then we also still continue to do the breath work um so yeah it's realizing that I can get help from people outside of myself and not feel like I have to manage all of it is really like that's one of the biggest things I love having a coach just bounce ideas off because it's so easy when we're in our own heads to create all this self doubt and then you talk through it with somebody and you're like damn that really did sound good now that I say it out loud you know so it's it's
0: definitely she's incredible I love working with her Yeah, dude, she's a life-changing. Like, I was working with a couple business coaches, like, kind of going back and forth, and then when I did the mastermind with all of you guys, and she's, like, throwing out business advice, then she's like, all right, let's do breath work, and then at the end, she's like, mindset coach. I'm like, take my money. Like, just everything. You just have it all. Like, I'm just going to have my paycheck (laughs) go directly to you. Like, it's fine. (laughs) She's so freaking amazing. She really
1: is absolutely incredible. Like, the just how she brings all of it together is yeah she's like what do you want okay let's work towards that instead of here's what I offer and make it fit in the box like so she kind of comes with the same approach I think that I do of what do you need and how can
0: I help you get there yeah. she's amazing but what was your biggest fear when you uh invested in her
1: to be honest it was the first time in my life that sounds dramatic but sometimes i'm a bit dramatic you learn that about me <laughs> um it was i have not had any hesitation about spending that money like normally i have like shoppers remorse or i'll like do something and be like mm, i don't know if that was the best way to invest my money um but with her it just there was none of that. I didn't have any anxiety. I didn't have any stress. I just felt like in my heart from having worked with her those few times after the summit that I went to, it was like she was meant to be a part of this journey. And by investing in myself through investing in her, I knew my life was going to change. And so I just trusted God in the universe would just allow me to be able to make that financial decision without it affecting other areas of my life. And it truly has not, like the decision to work with her. It's like, I mean, I'm doing Instagram stories and putting together programs and just like working through other things. And that has come from working with her and the support of her and just the network of empowered women that you start to bring into your life is so there's I don't have any financial worries or woes about having her I never have
0: yeah she's she's a magician man I swear (laughs) (laughs) so where do you feel like you're at now with your anxiety especially now that you sold out a program (laughs) dropping that again
1: um so Most of the time, it's pretty good. But then I'll have moments where it's like something will present itself that I am not 100% familiar with. And then I start to worry. And then I'm like, okay, so let's break this down into like action items on how, if we need to learn a new program or research a project, Um, mostly that. But I mean, I still get anxiety because sometimes I'm like I'll just be talking and say something and I'll be like damn it that's not how I meant for that to sound when I when I like say it back to myself so then I get a little bit of anxiety about that like you know but for the most part like I I meditate not every day I used to be I used to be an avid like meditator but um COVID has made me like completely weird in my not wanting to like get out of bed until the last minute sometimes so i do i i try to meditate more regularly i get outside so i just deal with those moments a little more proactively and then just being like okay so what is causing the anxiety and what do you need to do to like work through that and so yeah i don't know that's just what works for me Getting outside, I love to walk outside barefoot. One of my friends calls me a super hippie, and I don't really consider myself like super hippie-ish, um, but I do think that getting outside and putting my bare feet on the ground and just like being in nature and all that just kind of grounds me. So when the anxiety is like a little too, or the worries too stressful, and I just am like having a moment, I just go
0: outside think everyone should go outside get some vitamin d it's good for you i know during this like past quarantine that's all i do is i just take my dogs and i just go outside if anybody comes near me i'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously just trying to I, sit out in the sunlight with my dog can you leave please
1: oh my goodness sometimes like i'll just go sit outside for like 10 minutes and just let the sun hit me and i'm just like this is all i need and before um when i had one of my corporate jobs during busy season we would be inside all day but then it's the winter so then the sun is not as like it's not out there as much as in the summertime obviously and so I we would have these big like floor to ceiling windows and I would go to where the the sun shone through the window the most throughout the day and like set up my workstation there and that's how like I would deal with losing sunlight and not being able to get outside as much when I was working in more corporate structure. Find the sun. Find the sun and you'll find me. I'm like a house cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's actually really funny. I feel I, I would never have thought that about you either that finding the sun finding you. Oh my god I love it. It's so it's like I
1: am addicted to being in the sun, like not really, I, but like Florida heat drives people crazy. It's uncomfortable, but I'm okay with it because I love being in the sun. So I love the fall, which is very a difficult thing because I'm like, oh, the sun's not going to be out as much anymore, but I love the change of the season. But then it's like bittersweet because I just want sun all the time.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes sense why you're in Florida. I'm, like, trying to leave Florida. I'm, like, I don't want the sun 24-7, and you're, like, it's okay, I'll take your spot. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, no, I want to be a
1: snowbird, because I love the mountains, but that's, like, that's, like, a life plan is to be a snowbird, but, yeah, no, I love it here.
0: I love just being able to be in the warm weather it's great my life will be complete when i'm on 75 doing 65 in the fast lane (laughs) like suckers with my like vermont plate or something (laughs) (laughs) like i have finally accomplished my life goal is that where you want to live is in vermont no that was just the first thing i thought of my my fiance is from vermont he won't go there he won't go back he said it's basically like florida but instead of heat it's cold So you're basically switching, like, one extreme for the other. I'm from Maine in upstate New York, and so
1: I'm very familiar with New England, and it is bitterly cold, bitterly cold. I love it there, though. It's gorgeous. If you love the mountains and you love nature, it pulls at my heartstrings, but then I'm like, I'm never shoveling my car out of snow ever again for the rest of my life. I don't care. We were originally
0: going to get married in Vermont, but then, like, I guess everybody likes to get married in Vermont, so it was for the same thing we could get in florida for like ten it it'd be like 50 in vermont so i'm like no not doing that because it's so gorgeous up
1: there like outside yeah
0: what was the hardest part for you in managing your anxiety
1: Um, like not letting the fear like just consume all of my not decisions but like Hold me back. Um, that was probably the biggest part. It's just understanding that it was just worry and that I had the skills and the resources to like work through it and not get stuck in that place of, oh my goodness, but what if this happens? But what if this happens? But what if this happens? Like the what ifs are so friggin' endless sometimes that you just have to be like, all right, what are we doing? stop this and let's, let's work through it. That's how I've managed it.
0: It's like, get it together.
1: Seriously. <laughs> like, sit in the feelings for a minute, have a moment of worry, and then put a plan together and start working through it. Don't get stuck there.
0: There you go, ma'am. Would that be your biggest tip to somebody with anxiety? Because I feel like that, like, just went to the next answer. <laughs>
1: yeah don't get stuck and find resources like find other people like working with you and re- like knowing that people are talking about anxiety and people have different skills on how to get through it and like doing breath work with vanessa and i go i have i go to therapy and i'm not ashamed of it i've been doing it for years it's like helpful for me to have somebody who isn't in my intimate circle of life to just bounce things off of when I get stressed and worried about things and so I just have resources in place outside of myself so that when I am getting consumed by the worry and the fear I can just be like hey I'm going through this can I talk through this with you and having those people has really been extremely helpful for me to just I mean because anxiety is just a fear of what might happen that you have absolutely no control over so Having somebody that you can talk through those fears with and understand like why you have them, what you can do to like manage it, and th- I think that's really important. Um, yeah.
0: All right. So, where can people find you so they can uh, become part of that one sixty one group? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I am on Instagram
1: and Facebook. And my, and I, this is the thing is that I never remember exactly my Instagram handle is Andrea ATS, but I, it's that I should memorize it, right? Because then I would be like, you can find me here, but I'm so not accustomed to saying that yet. So I haven't gotten like, (laughs) I haven't figured out. Um, and my phone isn't in here, but I am on Instagram,
0: Andrea ATS. Yeah. And I'll put the, I'll put the link in the bio too. Yeah. I didn't know you were on Facebook though. So I'm, or the show notes, not the bio. I'll put the link in the show notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Save me from not even being prepared to be like, you can find me here. It's so funny because sometimes I'll meet people and they're like, yeah, here's my Instagram. And I'm like, I mean, I have a personal Instagram, and I know that handle, and then I have my business Instagram, and I also am on Facebook, personal and business, so I'm on social media.
0: I'm on all the socials, all the (laughs) media. All right, well, I really appreciate you having you here.
1: Thank you. It's been fun. It's always cool hanging out with you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: i hope you enjoyed this week's episode for more bomb-ass content follow me on instagram at first steps to sanity or leave me a review and let me know what your favorite part was i can't wait to see you guys next week bye